Welcome to Anything and Everything. I'm Stefan Arjante and every week I like to sit down with a guest for an hour or so to talk about anything and everything under the sun. Our guest for this episode is Miss Bea Xiao. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Hello everybody. My guest for tonight is one of my solid, solid friends who's been with me for three or four years now. She's quote unquote the calmest chaos person, the calmest chaotic person in our friend group. Another member of T-Gang. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Bea Xiao. Say hi, Bea. Hi. I so, feel like there should be an applause. Oh, nga eh. So you can clap for yourself. It's fine. You can you can clap for yourself. Go ahead, clap. Sige. Oh yeah, she's clapping. Dad. Good job. Good job for you. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we're going to start off with a, with a simple mental health checkup kind of thing. How are you? How was your day? Um, I'm okay. Uh, kind of coping with the pandemic. That's true. We're in the middle of this pandemic, of course. Yeah. yeah. So how's, how's that so, been for you? It's okay. Like at this point, I think it's just about uh, either you wait it out or you do something new. That's true. There are there are phases to the pandemic. You know, we had the yeah. Delgona coffee phase. <laughs> we had the plant phase. We had the baking phase. Baking we had phase, the, yeah. We had the crocheting phase. We had the anime phase. We had a lot of phases in the pandemic, you know. And pandemic. I feel like I feel like people are just looking generally for whatever the fuck to do, you know. And yeah. now I'm in, now I'm in my podcast phase. Can you believe? Hopefully it's not a phase. Hopefully it's not a phase. I'm I'm gonna make sure it's not a phase. But yeah, um, this is the little question that I ask to my friends who guest to the show. Do you remember the first time that we met? I'm not quite sure if it's the first time that we met, but it's uh, it was a funny time. That I think that was the time that I actually remembered your name. What what like was it? it? I don't remember this. What was it? I think I was with Aaron and like another friend in downtown. And then uh-huh. you were with Oh my god, your friend. yeah. Yeah. And Shannon's ex. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you you went down with her ex and then and oh then Oh my god. I didn't even know that she, that was her ex at the time. Yeah. And then I remembered it so well because Aaron was apparently one of your schoolmates back in the day. No, no. He was one of my schoolmates, but more specifically, he was my brother's classmate. Back yeah. when we were in Colf Community Learners Foundation, uh, I stayed there from grade one to three, and then we I transferred schools. My brother stayed there because of the special special education um, uh, curriculum because he has ADHD and mm-hmm. a lot of other stuff. But yeah, and Aaron, is it Aaron? Aaron, Aaron. Aaron, Aaron. Aaron. I say Aaron. Aaron. I, say, I say Aaron. I say Aaron. It's it's the but, same thing. It's the same thing. But yeah, anyway, I, I saw him and then uh, Shannon waved me over. It was Shannon who waved me over to your table. And oh. that, I think that was the first time that I met you. I think. Yeah, I, all I know is that was the first time that I remembered your name. Because you're... <laughs> Because everyone always calls you Stephen. And then for the first time, I heard that your name isn't just Stephen. It's oh, Stephen no. Amel. No, no, I yes. knew you were going to say it. <laughs> All right. So here's the story. Explain the story behind that, if you remember. Do you remember the story behind that? Behind that night? Uh, that specific moment? Not or do you really, want me to explain really. it? Okay, I'll explain, explain it. I'll explain it. So here's what happened. Shannon and Bea was drinking with Aaron. And um, there's another bar above Double Down. It's called Sabalcony at the time. Now it's called Taft Spot. Now it's called I Don't Know Anymore because the implementation of the uh, Anion, the band, alcohol. the alcohol, yeah, alcohol band, band thing. Um, so yeah, so now it's not like a, it's, I think it's a food place now or something. But anyway, back then in the early days, in the early days, can you believe? But yeah, oh in the gosh, early days, um, I was drinking with a couple of my friends Sabalcony and then uh, I knew Shannon from Persef too, and she waved me over and she was like, um, I want you to meet my friends. So I said hi to all of you and I, I, I recognized Aaron's face quickly. Like it clicked, it snapped. 
And I was like, hi, I've met you before. And he was like, what? I don't know you. And I'm like, no, I know you for sure. And he was like, huh? Ah, no. And I was like, okay, I'm going to say one name and then everything will click. And he was like, okay, sige. And I just said, Amiel. And he was like, holy shit, oh my god, Amiel, ang laki mo na ikaw, na, ikaw ba yan? What the fuck? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, don't call me that. I go by Stephen now. Please don't call me that. And then every time, every single time he, he would like come drink with us or visit Taft or I would see him or whatever, he would always make it a point to call me Amiel in, at one point in the night. And I would always be like, that's just so cringy. Why would you do that to me? So Amiel. yeah. Stop. I seriously, Bea, you know how much I hate it. Don't. It, it's just like it's your alter ego from it's a very kind, yeah, it's, it's yeah, very it's very my alter ego. Exactly. That's why I love it so much. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I really don't like it. But yeah, um yeah, that was like an entire thing that went yeah. on for a while and we became closer throughout the years. And we would yeah. bond over like smoke breaks or like drinking sessions or whatever. Um, mm. What is your favorite Stephen Bea moment? Do you have a favorite Stephen Bea moment? Favorite Stephen Bea moment. Hmm. <laughs> I, I would say not favorite, but like one of the things that I think we annoyed all our friends with was when they were all late and we were just hanging out in, Ta- in La Salle. And then... We googled like how to go to places using Grab. Oh yeah! And then when oh they... my god, yeah! And then like, yeah. <laughs> if I remember correctly, we tried to um, book a Grab go from to here to Taiwan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think, I think lang you guys ha. If I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure this is the correct amount at the time, but it was fourteen thousand six hundred eighteen pesos. Exactly. And yeah, it was. It I was like. So it was the funniest shit ever. We got so bored waiting for our friends that we just started like booking. Doing gr- dumb shit. Yeah, doing dumb shit together. It, honestly, it's not it's not a Stephen Bea moment if, if there's no dumb shit. Like, truthfully. Actually, truthfully. True. But yeah. I don't think we we ever were a smart bunch to start with. Yeah, I don't. Like, we're... St- we're smart individually, but when we're all together, the brain cells just kind of jump out. Yeah, they all I just think. leave us, and then yeah. It, for example, there was like two to three solid months that every week would be in Tagaytay at some point. Yeah, and none of us ever stopped to think, like, why are we doing this? And to think, we we usually didn't have money. Like, we only have. We only had money for gas. Yeah. And then we went to Tagaytay, like some dumb shit. Like, we just stay there and hang out. Like, it yeah. was nice, but like... We would have we some bulalo every now and then. Yeah. Or we'd, we'd get some Starbucks or like Makdo and stuff. And then we just chill. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, that was I nice. I would say. So... Oh, and also, the time you made me carbonara, but then you... Oh no. Again, you injured yourself opening like a like a tuna can, I think. Yeah, it was a tuna can. Yeah. yeah. And um, that whole week you just kept injuring yourself, like all ten fingers yeah, were and like, then, like injured and then, somehow. Because I remember, I remember. <laughs> um I kept it was around the time that I talked about this during Vince's episode that I cut my finger. All, uh, like at the sea because of the like the rocks and stuff but yeah. it was around that same week that I cut my finger I cut my thumb opening a can of tuna and <laughs> at that point they started counting they're like how many fingers will Stephen cut this year and they were just <laughs> like it went to nine because like I, I remember I burned I burnt three fingers and then yeah. I cut I cut the two so that was five and then I forgot what happened with the other four but yeah, and then just a whole bunch of shit. And then do you remember also in the like, um, I was rushed to the ER. That was 2019, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that yeah. was 2019. Uh, I was, you, you guys rushed me to the ER. And then 
I remember this because January 1st, 2020, we were messaging each other like Happy New Year and greetings and all that kind of stuff. And I remember you know, like, um, I said you know, like, no trips to the ER this year. I'm claiming it. <laughs> and then come, and come then you March. Went to the ER. Yeah, come March, I had a fever of like 38.9. So they rushed me to the emergency room again. And you guys were the first people I messaged. And I was like, guess, guess where I am? And then you guys were like, you're at the ER, aren't you? And I'm like, I just sent a photo of me at the ER. So that was like the funniest shit ever. But yeah. That's what you get for testing faith. That, that's, that's true. I, I jinxed her. She was like, you think you're not going to go to the ER? Well, bitch, there you are. There you are right now. But yeah, exactly. speaking again earlier that we're both members of T-Gang, we should really yeah. change our group name. We should really absolutely change our group name. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe not just to like keep it for shits and giggles. Like, can you imagine we're like 50 and our group name is still T-Gang? Oh my gosh. Can you imagine like, what if all our children are going to be friends and they're just going to be like T-Gang version 2? Oh yeah, Tigan second generation. Yeah. That would that would be <laughs> cute. And then they'd be like, Mommy, what's Tigang? And I'm like, honey, when two people yeah. get frisky. Frisky. We're frisky. really gonna use the word frisky. Yes, frisky. When two people get frisky, they you know what? I'm not gonna continue with this story. But yeah, we're we're both members of T Gang, and we've had a lot of memories over the years. And I want to ask you, what's your favorite T Gang moment? Do you have one, or like, are there several? I think through the years, it it becomes like a collection. It's both sad and happy at the same time. Sad because it's, it's melancholic like, and nostalgic, or sad as in like, oh my god, that's like crying sad. No, like more when you watch an an old favorite show of yours, and then it's so nostalgia. It sad, yeah, it's nostalgia because like through the years, like we started hanging out every day, and then it became less and less through the years, and then yeah. each one of us needed to move. It's yeah, I remember. It's more I remember we had that we had that in depth conversation, the like. When Vince moved and then Shannon was about to move, we had a conversation yeah. like, who's going to be left? And then I told yeah. you guys, I told you guys very dramatically. This was a very dramatic moment in our lives, you guys. Yeah. Um, I told them very dramatically, and they're like, I feel like I'm the only one who's going to be left here. And true enough, yeah. everybody, <laughs> I'm the only one left here. Because right now, Shannon is in Zamboanga. Um Vince is in Cagayan de Oro and Bea is um Cotabato is in Cotabato and then Angela is in Papua Apple. New Guinea <laughs> and I'm the only one left here in Manila because this is where I live this is where I was born this is where I was raised I've always been a city boy who's had a love for the ocean and the sea that's me and uh, and true wanna enough wanna switch wanna switch gee true wanna enough switch? true enough I am the only one left here can you believe it came true Actually, I, I didn't true. imagine it being like this, but like in a twisted sense, yeah, it came true. That's true. In a twisted sense, it came true. And I kind of hate it for that. And going back to your and, favorite T-Gang memory, what's your favorite T-Gang memory? Or let's start with the beginning. Let's start, from, with, let's start with the most nostalgic for you. And then we're going to go with the happy memories, the happy ones. I think the most most nostalgic would be like when we go to SSC like you know that one time when we had like a truther there in SSC and everyone yeah. started crying oh yeah and then everyone just started crying from truther there we started crying and then I, in my head I didn't un I understand but I also don't understand it was like we're all laughing and then we suddenly started and then crying. now we're all crying like girl hormones <laughs> were all over the place yeah but yeah, um, I don't remember actually what we were talking about that night. But I remember Same. crying also. But yeah, we started with Truth or Dare. And then for those of you who, for those of you guys who don't know or haven't met me yet, I have invented a game. Well, not invented a game. I'm not the one who invented it. 
I'm pretty sure someone else has started it, but I'm the one who introduced it to literally the entire Lasallian community and to everyone <laughs> I've met. It's called Truth and Drink or Dare. So if you choose truth, you have to you have to drink. If you choose dare, you have to do the dare. Very simple. Truth and drink or dare. And Bea and the other members of the gang were always like kind of like my victims when it comes to truth and drink or dare, <laughs> along with our other friends. Because like I remember I introduced it to you guys the first time and then we had fun. And then some it's- of our other friends arrived. Some of our other friends arrived and then we introduced it to them. And then the five of us had fun just bringing chaos upon them. Yeah, we, we just like messing with other people. That's true. We messed with a lot of people all the time. <laughs> and like, yeah. but yeah, I think that's one of our bonding moments. Just messing with people. Not the healthy moment, yeah. not the healthy bonding um, moment, but it's a bonding moment nonetheless. It was a bonding moment. Yeah, it's just, it's not our fault that, you know, we have high tolerance and they think they can outdrink us in a game. Yeah. That's I true. I think it's a bonding moment. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah, um, what's your favorite Tigang moment? What's your happiest Tigang memory? Happiest would be what? I actually don't know at this point because they're all just mushed up together. Like, you know, when when I remember us and the different places we usually hang out with, it's just like a time lapse. Yeah, actually, because yeah. we usually have our spots and it's like the different times that we just stay there. Maybe the one in Boulevard where we just sing and dance and you almost fell on the ledge. Yeah, thank That was you. really funny. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, have a lot yeah, of shenanigans. Yeah. How how about you? What's your what's your favorite Tigang moment? Like My, the oh, one that okay. really hits on your heart. I remember this one because it was so shady and petty. We had just come from beach. We confronted someone. I'm not gonna name names. And then the five of us went to the boulevard. And then um this is going to sound so bad. This is going to sound so bad. But like, um, my that, that's my favorite memory because number one, I got to use like my calm art skills. Like mm-hmm. I used, I used um, f- your phones. I used four phones for lighting because it was nighttime. I used four phones for yeah. lighting. I propped it up on like some bags, some books, some on the rocks all around us. I, 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 I like, I did the lighting for us. And like yeah. I fixed everything. <clears throat> and then we used my phone to shoot the the photos. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then the next day to like to like kind of like solidify <clears throat> that memory. All of us yeah. made it into our um cover photos. Like after, it's like a DP blast. I, yeah, it's like a DP blast, but for cover photos. And like, yeah. there were five of us did that like simultaneously. I remember we had a specific time na like, guys, kailangan 8 p.m. ha? 8 p.m. yung blast, 8 p.m. And then we all did it at the same time. And it was so much fun. I, I love that yeah. moment so much. And then that was also the moment na I slipped by the sea. But that was also the same night. Yeah. That was also the same night that um, some of us were like on the ledge. We were just looking at the planes passing by and then we were guessing which planes it was. Yeah. Like number one, what kind of plane? Number two, what um, what airline? Yeah. And I think that was that was one of the best memories for me. It was really fun. Yeah. I can never forget it because when we went to the emergency room, I was like your mom. Because Vincent yeah. want to go in. Yeah. Shannon was like, no, I'll stay here. Okay, I'll go with you. And then, and then like, you were just sitting there like like a kid. Yeah, I was just like... And then I remember in the ER, I was the first one. I was the only one there. And then in walks this very pregnant lady who apparently has gotten into a, a car accident with her husband. Not a car accident, a motorcycle accident with her husband. And then the nurse accommodated her first. And then I, I think you were like, what the fuck? You got here first. And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. I can wait. It's fine. It's just a finger. She's pregnant. 
it's just that I reacted that way. It was just that there were a lot of them there. And then no one was like minding us because I think your health card wasn't... Um, yeah, my insurance card. It? My insurance card because is an international insurance card and apparently they weren't yeah. accepting it. And I was just like a little bit furious. They're like, so why do I have this card then? Like, yeah, I used this before internationally. Why can't I use it now? In my own country. And after they, after they saw it, like they were very accommodating before, and then after they saw it, they were just like, "Okay, just wait there." Yeah. Like what? Yeah, I'm like, what? I have international insurance. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Because we were just we were just looking for some gauze and like uh, and like some alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> You can just throw it to us and then we're just going to do it by ourselves. It's That's okay. That's true. It's fine. We're good. You can just leave yeah. us, you know, and just, you know, we have, we have our dumb moments. But yeah, I would say that's my favorite memory because a lot of things happen. And then after we went to the ER, we continued on to Shannon's place to drink some more. Because <laughs> yeah, why not? Because why, why not? And, and you guys were like, this is going to numb the pain. And I'm like, okay, fuck, yeah. fine. Did it not numb the pain? It made it hurt less. It exactly. It helped like a little bit. You I would say. Right. You you didn't drink enough. I that didn't means drink. you didn't drink. That's enough. the reason. That's yeah. your reason. I should have yeah. drank more. Because <laughs> if you drank more, then it would have numbed the pain more. That's weirdly enough that makes sense i would say that makes sense sure you get the exactly. you get points for that you get points for that thank so, you going back to t-gang you have claimed this is false by the way that you are the calmest so we've we've discussed that the five of us have our own niche markets of chaos like yeah. my market is i'm the nice chaos now like i'm nice to people but if you cross me that's when the chaos comes but okay, for okay. you, for you, you have assumed wrongly that you <laughs> have the calmest chaos. Again, false. What what because, claims do you have to back that up? Because generally, I really don't care about people. I just care about people who who like who I'm friends with. It's like I I just have like a small bunch of people who I really care for. So everyone else is just like. A passerby so I'm pretty calm like when something happens I'm just chill like I don't think remember, that's calm I think that's indifferent that's calm in our sense that's calm because remember whenever we like people go to us like remember when we were in beach they usually go to us and ask us stuff and ask us for advice or something yeah and then all of you are very emotional about it you're all very invested because you, you friend needs my help you know this. If a friend needs my help, I'm going to be there for them. I understand that. But like, there are some times that you guys fight each other on the difference of advice that you would give the person. And I'm just going to be like, guys, relax. One by one. One by one. No advice is more, is like, no advice is better than anyone. Let's just hear everyone. Let's just hear everyone. Because sometimes you're like, you guys are super. We're like overlapping. Invested. Yeah. yeah. Because we genuinely want to like, help. I want to help, but let us, let's listen for the, let's listen about the issue first before we can help. Sometimes yeah. it's, just, it's just like half the story and then you're like, oh yeah, oh my God, that guy is so bad. You should not do this. You should not do that. I'm like, it's not yet the end of the story. Let's relax. Okay. But Our hearts. I, I think we were just giving commentary though, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, just commentary here and there. Well, if I'm not the calmest one, what am I? I'm like the nicest one. No, I'm the nicest one. Excuse me. That's my market. Fuck you. Okay. You're the friendliest one. I would say you're the friendliest one, but sure, nice. Sure, is, fine. I, no, I'm nice. nice I'm the nicest different. one. I'm the nicest one. Okay. I am the okay. nicest one. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. Okay, self-proclaimed. self-proclaimed calmest. I'm, I'm a very calm person. Lies. Like, how, am I, how am I not calm? Girl, how? you're not calm. You're indifferent. That's different. 
those every, are two very different things. We, <laughs> every time we have a thing that happened to us, I'm usually the calm voice in the group. So, you know, it's the same thing. <laughs> Jesus. Sure. Okay. Let's say that that's the same thing. So, um, in terms of like the calmest chaos, okay, I'm going to give you like a very rare opportunity that I didn't give Vince or Shannon or Angela yet. Um, rate our chaoses. Like from the oh most, ca- from the least chaos to the most chaos, like going up the ranks. So who's the least but, chaotic? Including you, wait, ha, including you. It's, it's just like, it's just us, right? Like yeah, there's just no the five other of us. people. Just the five of us. Like when, whenever we're together, I would say the least chaotic would be Angela. Because Angela agree. needs to get, Angela I would agree. needs to get triggered. Yeah. Like she's going to be chaotic, but you need to trigger her. That's true. Before she I would dies. agree. I would agree. Yeah. Who's the second? Ne- Next would be me. I, I, I really believe that it's Girl. Me. Girl. <laughs> but okay. But okay. No sure. Dog, sure. It's me. Okay. If, if a dog didn't walk by, it's me. And then what, next wait, would be Wait, 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 wait. What's up with a dog? Because because you guys like because Vince, Vince What's up with a dog? Because there was an accident with a dog and I hate like and I hate our friend who keeps on bringing it up and thinks that we're gonna be friends after it. I mean I we're actually, still friends. I actually don't remember this story. So can you please enlighten us? Oh, it's just Vince and Shannon, I think. They were in CDO when we visited Vince, I think. Yeah. And then they just told me that, because I love dogs. Like, I love dogs so much. And then they told me that maybe they're not even sure that, uh, what do you call that? I think they ran over a dog or something. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And and then I, I still don't know if it's a joke or not until now. And then they keep on bringing it up. Like, may I remember the time that Vince ran over a dog? I'm like, ah, bitch, shut up. Just shut up. That's not a funny thing. It's like, it's very annoying. It's very aggravating. On the topic of running things over, I understand that you also did something to yourself during that visit. Will you please enlighten our listeners about that? So what happened? What happened with the ATV? Why do we need to talk about this? I know how to drive now. That's the important part. No, I want them to know. Because I can't be the only one in this friend group who who has to visit the ER often. Okay? Well, I didn't visit the ER, though. Sure. Okay. So tell us what happened with the ATV. We were like... We were playing. We were... You're driving an ATV and then going up the mountains, there was a curve. And then I was getting left behind. So I wanted to rush. And then I didn't see the curve from afar. So I need, I, I moved it to the side and then I flipped over. <laughs> and then I was okay after. I didn't no. go to the ER. From what I know, you had a broken arm and a broken leg, right? No, I had a gash. Yes, I did have a broken arm and a broken leg, but then I, I pretended, like, because we, we still had, like, two days to our trip or three days. I pretended yeah. like I didn't have one because I knew that if my if my relatives knew that I would be sent home, like, yeah. ass up, because I brought, like, I brought some relatives with me. Yeah. So I was pretending. Ending. It hurts so bad, but I, I'm okay. I'm okay now. The doctor said I'm okay. Well, it's been but years, like, so I assume you'd yeah. be fine now. That was a memorable trip. That I wasn't a part of. I'm so sorry. I was in a slump around that time. But I honestly wish yeah. I, I, I honestly wish I should have gone. Like, sobrang nasasayangan ako about that. Because, like, I feel like I would have made so much memories with you guys and it would have been so much fun. You know? 
There's many other chances. Like now. Now in the middle of this Panasonic girl, it's Panasonic. not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. But yeah, is, I feel like I in, feel like I would have made so much memories. In Mindanao, it's kind of chill. The pandemic is kind of chill. Because you're not in a very densely populated area. Did I use that term exactly. correctly? Densely populated. Yes. Yeah, I got I got that right. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, going back Come to here. the girl, not right now in the middle of this pandit pandit pandesal. No. <laughs> pandesal. But yeah, going back to the chaos rankings, who's the third one? I think the third one would be Vince. Wait, okay. So it's Angela, you, and then Vince? Yes. Yes, because Vince only... Because Vince is like... Are you? Are you shitting me right now? Vince, you, and Shannon are like... You're just like miles... Like, not the one miles. Like, just a sliver away from each other. Okay, you know what? I will do my rankings after. Okay, you go (laughs) ahead. Because it's like this. Vince only... Vin, when Vince and Shannon are together and they start talking about anime, it's like done. Like the whole night is done. It's gone. They're yeah. just gonna, yeah, they're just gonna talk about it. And then you, me, and Angel, we're just gonna make fun of them or talk about some other shit or yeah. some cute guy or whatever. You, you're, it depends on your mood, but you're so super duper chaotic in a sense I'm, that I'm chaotic. Whatever happens that triggers you. Yeah. Okay. Are you not? Sure. Sure I am. Yeah. When you're in the mood, you are. No. When you're in the mood, you are super duper chaotic. Okay, fuck fine. I'm gonna ad- I'm gonna admit to that. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so you do your rankings. Wait, you haven't said who's the fourth and fifth yet. The fourth and fifth, I, I was, I told you, it's just playing with you, Vince, and Shannon. Fine, Shannon could be like the fifth, and then you can be the fourth. Are you Shannon's just saying just that? Are you? Oh, okay. I, I thought you were just saying that to me because I'm the one interviewing you right now. But no, yeah, it's um, mostly because. Yeah. But yeah, um, for me, for me, the lowest, the, the the least chaotic is Angela. I agree with that. For me, the second one is Sege Yu. I would agree to that too. And then the third would be me. And then the fourth would be Vince. And then the fifth would be Shannon. See? Shannon's I'm, the most chaotic. I'm, I'm the third. It's not Vince. It's me. How are you the third? I'm the nicest. The I'm the nicest chaos. Again, that's my that's my thing. I'm the nicest chaos. Okay, how? How are you the third? Like explain. Okay, number one, if a friend needs my help, I'm always there for them. Like all the time, every <laughs> single time. Number two, I'm really nice to people. I'm really friendly. I'm such a social butterfly. I'm really nice to people. Okay. Number three. Okay. I'm Stephen. That's just my branding. You know? When you say numbers, the one and two, the one and two helped your cause, but the number three didn't. How do you greet people? How do you greet people? I go like, hey, how are you? How's your day? Oh, you know, that's true. That's how I greet people. That's how I greet people. You know that for a fact. Not... Everyone, when you meet when you meet someone new, you're like, "Hi, I'm Stephen. How are you? What's your name? Where'd you go? Where are you from? What's your course?" Because that's okay. That's the art of small you also talk. Know that that's, yeah, that's not chaos. Yeah. That's niceness. Okay, if you if you say so, I I agree. Sure. I am agreeing with you. Sure. Okay. Fine. You know what? Yes. I don't believe I you. I'm agreeing with you. you I don't believe nice. this. I don't believe yeah. this. Sure. You- okay. <laughs> sure. You agree with me. Sure. I believe that completely. I believe you. All right. On that note, you guys, I feel like Bea has something more to say before we cut to break. So Bea, come on and spit it out. With strangers, you're the nicest. With strangers, you're the nicest among all of us. Okay. I will take yes. that. I will take that. 
on that note, you guys, yes. we're gonna take a short break and we'll see you in a bit. See you. Welcome back to Anything and Everything. We're once again here with Miss Bea Shao. Miss Bea Shao, say hi. Hi. So now uh, in this segment of the show, we're going to go a little bit non-traditional because there are some aspects of you that I haven't completely like been, um, not, I'm not interested, but like it's more on like I wasn't aware of. And that's mostly your Chinese heritage because you are a Chinese kid, aren't you? Yeah, I'm half Chinese. You're half Chinese. So um, from what I know, because I read like this book by Amy Chua. It's called, was it by Amy Chua? I'm not sure if it's by Amy Chua, but it's like it, the title is Tiger Moms. And oh, yeah. I read that book and I, I loved reading that book because it, it like the the culture that it showed was so different from the one I grew up in and I was so curious as to mm-hmm. how that experience was and I assume that you've had that firsthand so I want to know yeah uh, what, what was it like growing up as a Chinese as a half Chinese kid I would say um it was difficult as well as you learn you learn independence in a very uh Early age, I would how was say. It, how was it difficult? For because you? it was difficult in the sense that actually from a very young age, the basis would, the basis of your, not exactly worth, but like um, for you to be considered a good kid, it should be like your grades are high, you understand, you understand the elders, like you don't yeah. need to be taught and like, you don't need to be taught. You just need to know right off the bat. Like when I see, whenever I see American movies or things like that, that they show um, parents actually teaching their children how to act or something. When when we were yeah. when we were kids, it was super different. Like even now that I'm home, I see my little brother. the The experience was very different during our time because then you weren't you like. We have this thing that kids only listen. They don't talk. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, like, as when you're young, it's bo- mostly you study, you go to school, you go to your tutor, you go home, you be a good kid, and then repeat. It's just that. Now you see children having their own opinions. They're very loud. They're very it's vocal, like, yeah. Yeah, they're very vocal. It's a good, uh, I would say it's a very good thing. Uh, to practice that but also sometimes it crosses a certain line that uh-uh. maybe it's just be- because I was brought up in a very traditional way because um, my my I I grew up with my dad's side of the family so my dad is full Chinese so we were really entrenched in the very traditional Chinese way yeah so growing up in a house like that with people surrounding you of very deep-rooted traditional Chinese values, you see that you you kind of compare in a certain point na, uh-huh. ah, th- this child own, this child passed and their parents are happy. You passed and like, why did you just pass? Yeah, like uh, why didn't you like get that. something higher? Yeah, like I remember in college, like I was supposed to be DL, but then this one class gave me a two or something. But then you... I, it's like 
no, it g- they gave me less than a two. Because in LaSalle, you should be DOS derecho, right? Yeah. Or 2.5. Yeah. That's a DOS and higher. So it's like, oh, I was supposed to be DL. Instead of like my, instead of like my parents being happy about it, my dad was like, oh, why did you just get a two here? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's not a choice. I don't know. It's not a choice. It's, it's, yeah. it's your grades. It's kind of like, yeah. the prof kind of makes it. I mean, you have a hand in it too, but yeah, some profs but can I- just be difficult. Yeah, and it's more on the fact that I learned, so I'm I'm okay with that now. Something mm-hmm. like that. And with tradition, I would say like it's very it's a very uh traditional in a way that girls need to know how to do um house chores or like in my case, we need to know how to command people. In a sense, you need to know how to command a room because you're a girl. You're you're like the you're like the matriarch. Uh-huh. So you know how to handle the house with yeah. the maids, with the food and everything. And boys should know how to lift stuff, do business and everything like that. That's very traditional. That's so different from how I was raised. Because how I was raised, it was kind of just like, you do what you want to do. Like for me, my parents, my parents never really pressured me into anything. It was mostly me yeah. pressuring myself to like, I I learned nine instruments. Like I learned how to play nine yeah. instruments. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Not because my parents were like, oh, you have to learn this. Oh, you have to learn that. It was more just like, mom, I want to learn the flute. And she's, she would enroll me in the class and it'd be like, okay, great. Now I know how to learn the flute. Mom, can I do violin next? And then now I have violin. And then eventually yeah. it, it, it encompassed like nine instruments. Because when I was younger, I had this idea that I wanted to like, I wanted to be a one-man orchestra. I remember the oh, first nice. the, the first instrument that I really wanted to learn was the harp. Because number mm-hmm. one, it looks so good. Like the harp itself yeah. looks so good. Number two, the music was just divine. It was beautiful. Did you ever have that kind of experience? That parang, oh, I, I want to learn this. Can I learn this? Or was everything just kind of like handed to you? Na, hey, you have to do this. You have to do this in this way, in this, get that, kenyon. More on like, if you wanted to learn something, for example, if you wanted to learn something, you should be the one to enroll yourself. You should be the one to actually look for it and then present uh-huh. it. And they're just going to give up money. Like, for example, uh, as early as I, I could remember, as early as grade four, I'm actually the one who enrolls myself. Like the driver just drives me to the school and then I enroll oh. myself. Like to school or, itself or, or like for lessons? No, like to school itself. And if I wanted oh to have lessons, yeah. And if I wanted to have lessons, I enroll myself. I just tell, I, I just tell my dad that I wanted to do this and that. And then I'm supposed to be the one to look for it and like actually look for a good program and everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's it's very different in the sense that it's more on these. are There are a set of things that you should know by now. Mm-hmm. And there, and there is a set of things that you should learn eventually, and th- there's a different group for the things that you actually want to learn. Yeah. So, so for the things that you want to learn, you should uh-huh. be the one to do it. Yeah. So, you 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 said that you enrolled yourself, like to school me small, right? Like yeah, like to get to grade five, you were the one who enrolled yourself, who enrolled yeah. yourself. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I. I never had to do that because it was always like kind of like my parents were the one who was doing that for me. And mm. you also said that you enrolled yourself to some programs. What were those programs that you enro- enrolled yourself in? I think um, I actually enrolled myself before because um, since I was in the province before, we usually go to Manila for like the summer. So we have like voice lessons. We needed to get voice lessons and then we needed to enroll ourselves. Mm-hmm. guitar uh different things i i had this chinese um when i was in elementary i enrolled myself to wushu because you needed to know a martial art of some sort man lang like uh-huh. even one yeah yeah dragon dance it's it's a lot like and before i moved to manila for good uh i needed to enroll myself for a summer in this school that i was gonna attend they had this like summer program where you learn different Chinese uh, like traditional Chinese um, 
tea sets or like oh that's really interesting and then language yeah so we needed to enroll ourselves to that so we so that when we when we were gonna stay eventually there you kind of have a grasp on how things are now I so think, it's easier for you to mesh i think that's both a scary thing and also a very like self-teaching thing in terms of like how things are growing up because yeah. for me i was I, i'm i'm definitely afraid i'm definitely afraid of like talking to stuff like i only got over um i only i only got over talking to people like scheduling my appointments and all that kind of stuff for the doctor for, for my psychotherapist all that kind of stuff i only got over mm-hmm. it like last year like very mm-hmm. recent and to yeah. me you know parang growing up it was kind of like a scary thing na parang how do i do this without parental yeah. supervision like yeah. I don't know how, but growing up, I guess you had that kind of um, confidence with yourself. More on, uh, I think we felt the same thing, but it was more on you need to do it because no one else do will it. do it for you. Yeah, you, you you need to do it because if it's like this, no one else would do it for you. But if you didn't do it, it's it's also very very bad. That's true. I think yeah, you mm. miss you miss. 100% of the shots that you don't take, basically. Yeah, exactly. So you got to shoot your shot. But yeah, growing up, did you go to like a Chinese school or something? Because I know a lot of Chinese yeah. kids go to Chinese schools. You you did? Yeah, we, we weren't allowed. Like, uh, I was from the province and then I needed to move to Manila. Um, we, uh, my relatives specifically told us, you can, we should only enroll to Chinese schools. Like, okay. That, that's that's the deal. You can you can go anywhere you want, as but long as they have. It has to be a Chinese it. school. Yeah. So what was that experience like in a Chinese school compared to a traditional school? Uh, I I actually don't know how to compare it since I've been in a Chinese school my whole life. But as what I've heard, like we have longer hours, because in other schools, like they get sent out by four. Yeah. For us, our classes ended like 5.30, quarter to 6. And then our oh. extracurriculars start after that. So wait, 4.30 to 6, they dismiss you? Like 5.30, 5.30 or 6. That's that's like the classes. Like you have oh, your English or Chinese or, yeah. Okay. Let's play a little game. Are you ready to play a little game? What? Are you ready to what? play a little game? We're going to play a little game. Are you sure, ready to sure. play a little game? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to compare Chinese schools with traditional schools. Hello. All right. Yeah. We're going to we compare... Were sorry. We're going to compare Chinese schools with traditional schools. Are you ready? Go. All right. So let's start with you. So you've said earlier that your classes end at around 5.30 to 6 because you had language classes, all that kind of stuff. For me, my classes ended at four, but I usually go home at six yeah. because um, from four to six, I usually had Rondalia practice, which was my extracurricular. Now, it's not a club, but mm-hmm. it's more in like a music group that I joined because I, I really loved music growing up and I'm very musically inclined. So there's that. What else is there for you in mm-hmm. Chinese schools that you think are so different, that are so unique? Um, in Chinese schools, like after that, we have extra curriculars. So I usually, if I remember correctly, on Wednesdays, I have like dragon dance. And uh-huh. then on Fridays, I have wushu. And then on Mondays, I have like calligraphy. Yeah. We don't, so okay. like, we don't have you, those. Yeah, exactly. So you, you know, the things you see on Chinese New Year. Yeah. What you once once you see them, they're actually professionals. But when you're in the Chinese schools, when you're in Chinese school, actually students are the one who's doing that. Yeah. Like the lifting and everything. I see. It's very yeah, it was really nice to see uh to see the difference. 
when I got to college because apparently not everyone had ano, the same experience yeah. of doing that. So so they really thought that only professionals can do it. But I was mm-hmm. like, no, actually we were taught this and that. Yeah. And it was a yeah. weird thing. From what I understand, you also stayed in, Chi- in China for a while. I think it was because of school also or was it like yeah. your parents or something? Because of school. No, uh, yeah, it was a school program for a while that we needed to stay in China for like around two to... months. Oh, two months. I see. Okay. Yeah. And what did you guys do think... in China? We, stu- we, we just studied the language, the culture. It was more on... Um, the, it was more on Chinese culture. Talaga, mm-hmm. parang getting back to your roots kind of mm-hmm. thing. I see. Yeah. You actually kind of learn a lot. And it really taught me that, you know, um, it's easier to learn a certain language when you're immersed in the country itself. Mm-hmm. Rather than when it's just like, for example, here. Here, you can use like English or Filipino or other other languages. But then when you're in China, you need to use Chinese. And your Chinese really improves because you're immersed in a situation that that only permits you to use that language. Yeah. So it's basically like a summer camp, but for Chinese culture yeah. and languages. That's yeah, really cool. It's, it's a summer camp. What, what, what's your best memory from that? I guess, uh, what's my best? My like, best what was your memory? favorite thing? Mm-hmm. Girl, my favorite thing was actually meeting a lot of people who have the same background as me. Because, um, Chinese schools are usually very private. Like, we just talk amongst ourselves. Yeah. And then when you go there, it's like, oh, the, these are people from very different, from different Chinese schools as well. Because, like, for example, in Manila, how many Chinese schools are there compared to, um, compared to non-Chinese schools? So we're usually surrounded with people who, who don't have the same background or something. And then when you're young, you're really grasping for some for people of the same background yeah exactly people with this with the same things as you because you just want someone to relate to so it was a really refreshing take on it so yeah as well as um in maybe one of the things that i will never forget while staying there was that we had chinese teachers like we had we brought our Philippine, our Chinese teachers from the Philippines there with us, as well as we had teachers who are a native in the country. Mm-hmm. And they were usually like younger, more on OJT, I think. I think it was their OJT. Yeah. So it was really nice because they were super accommodating, even though we were super young. So when you're young, you're so eager to learn and everything. That's true. So, and then, you know, older generation people are harder to connect with. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, were very definitely. Welcoming. welcoming. Yeah. That's a highlight. That's really and sweet. That's I was really free. nice. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's such a huge contrast to like non-Chinese schools because we don't have that because, you know, we don't, all we have are like field trips here and there. And yeah. um, so I, a little background on me um i went to several schools growing up not because i was like um a mischievous kid but because i think my parents wanted me to like be involved with different kinds of people of different backgrounds yeah which i honestly thank them for because it it helped me it helped prepare me for what's to come especially in college um for for like my kinder and prep um, education. I stayed at Tops, which is mm-hmm. um, a local kindergarten prep school here in my town. And for first grade to third grade, I was in Colf Community of Learners Foundation. And basically, it's some it's it's a school where a lot of um, a lot of celebrities send their kids to. So it's a very mm-hmm. exclusive private school, and I I learned so much there. And gotten so much out of it also. And then for my fourth grade to sixth grade where I graduated, um, I was at JRU, Jose Rizal University. And it's a semi-public school. 
like mm-hmm. it's it's private but it's semi public like we had uniforms and all that kind of stuff and the people that i met there were so different because from first to third grade i only spoke in english like that was my okay. primary that was my primary um language and language. growing up to like i like going to um a semi public school people like I remember people made fun of my accent because apparently I have an accent when I speak in English mm-hmm. and they weren't used to it. And, you know, to me, it was just kind of like, oh, I have to mesh well with these people because yeah. I'm going to be here for the next three years of my life. And then, yeah. and then for my high school, I went to PW Jassam's Manila, which is mm-hmm. a private school also, but we had uniforms as well. So mm-hmm. it was a mix of people there and the like, most of them spoke Tagalog. Some of them spoke English. Okay, but English. Yeah. I spoke more Tagalog there because I kind of had to. And I, I got kind of used to it because of JRU. And then now that I'm in college, I'm back with my English roots. And, you know, it's it's easier for me to express myself in English, I would say. Because yeah. that's kind of like, you know how like your brain, your, your chain of yeah. thought kind of just goes like that. And then sometimes there are words that are I can't remember in Tagalog, so I would say it in English. In English, yeah. So that's kind of like my background. And we never really had um, those like China trips growing up. We only had like field trips here and there. We'd go to the zoo. We'd go to like um, the museums or something. And just that, that's basically it. That's basically our trips. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we did like back then. But hearing your experience it's so different from mine and i feel like with your experience a lot of discipline was incorporated into your character and it really shows up until now now that i've met you and known you all these years it really shows that you're very disciplined and that you're very like if you set your mind to it you're gonna do it and you're gonna make it happen that's kind of your character Don't you think so? Yeah, I would agree because uh, growing up, it's it's what you're it's what it's what's ingrained in your head. Yeah, you know, like you should be like this, you should be like that. So it's like you should fit the mold. Yeah. So when you grow up, you kind of fit the mold, and then you kind of hide your mischievous sides here and there. Yeah. So you know. What's um yeah. what's one thing that that's what's one thing what's one what's one experience that you wish you had but didn't actually get to have get to have yeah right now um, yeah or just generally for your entire life what's one experience you I, wish you had I guess um I would say. Uh, I wanted so bad to study abroad while I was in college. Mm-hmm. Wanted super badly to study abroad when I was in college because you you kind of you know that you kind of need that moment in your life when you're just thinking about you. And I feel like when you're Definitely. out of the country alone and like you just pursue what you want, and I I just wanted that really badly, but then. I didn't get to pursue it because um, I wanted to graduate in the four-year mark. Like, yeah. Wanted to be done with college four years because I was thinking about my dad and family and, you know, everything that comes along with ad- adulting. Yeah. So I wanted to finish it. And then here comes the pandemic. Like, if I knew this was going to happen, like, you're, you're still... After like you didn't get to to work and everything, so yeah, I would have taken the chance. I would say, and also I think it was more on the fact that I was afraid. You know when you you know when you want to do something really bad, so you're really really afraid to do it. Yeah. So the fight or flight comes along. Yeah. So it was that, and then now I was supposed to. I was thinking about going to China for MBA after like two years work experience or something Mm -hmm. but then the pandemic came so it's going to be pushed and pushed as long as it's here because 
you know, where um, I, I prefer to study outside of our business. Yeah. So, so it's something like that. Uh, yeah. How about you? What's a, what's an experience you really, really wanted to do, but you didn't get to? Honestly, no shit. Yeah. The same with you. Yeah. I wish I studied abroad. Like, um, I remember they were offering, I, I don't remember which country it was. I think it was Spain. And I know yeah. some Spanish and um, I'm not super fluent in it, but I'm conversational with it because I had four yeah. years of it in college, in college, in high school. And uh-huh. I think it was Spain. They were offering an exchange student program. And mm. some, of my, some of my friends were like hyping me up for it because it was a, it was a writing exchange program. So, so they were like, some of them were pushing me to do it, but I was like, yeah, but also like, I'm scared to be there all by myself, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and parang, I wasn't, I wasn't this extroverted at that point in time. Yeah. I wasn't, I wanted, I wasn't this even yet. And yeah. at that time I was still very like sheltered. I was still very quiet, very, mm-hmm. very different from who you see now, basically. Yeah. So I said no to it. And honestly, it was one of the regrets of my life. Na parang, if I knew that I was going to extend this long, I would have yeah. taken that, I would have taken that extra term. At yeah, least, you would have taken you know? the chance. Yeah. Same. Right? Yeah. But yeah. Going back to your on. Chinese roots, going back to your Chinese roots mm-hmm. to end this episode, What's something from your Chinese heritage that you learned along the way and that you still carry with you up to this day? Mm, I think it's it actually it's two. I would say it's two. Yeah. Go and ahead. The first one would be we have this thing about filial piety. It's like you should always, 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 always respect your parents. So I, I would agree to it. I I carry it all I, I guess all my life because you know they gave they've given up so much and now that we're like older you kind of know how much how hard it is. You yeah. Know? You get into the real world, you kind of know how hard it is to be able to provide and That's be true. as yeah. patient mm-hmm. as patient. And now that I have a little brother and then my dad's super patient with him, and I'm like Oh my gosh, if that was my kid, I would have just thrown him out and chucked him out the window. Dude, that's your brother. Dude, it's just, you know, the patience that you need, that you actually need, Bala, to be a parent. It's so much. Like, yeah, so much da- patience. So much patience. And I, I remember, like, you know, mistakes of your youth and everything. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so nice that I'm still alive and my dad did I'm not, still alive. you know, th- throw, throw me, me out, out or something. Yeah. Because, you know, with Chinese, with Chinese parents, you, you hear a lot of those things that you get disowned because of like the, the things that you did wrong. Yeah. I see. So it's like growing so now that I'm here in with him, parang, oh yeah, I remember the bad, bad things I did. I'm like, ha, ha. okay, I'm still a child. Anyway, the, the second one would be that uh, respect. respect. Respect is key. Yeah. Like in respect what sense? Every, respect everyone and everything around you. I kind of, I actually agree with that. Like, I understand that some people's perspective of respect is that it has to be earned. It has to be ganyan. No, yeah. it's kind of like, dude, if you want to be respected, you have to respect others first. Yeah. It's a two-way it's like street. For, yeah. For me, you should give everyone the minimum, the minimal level of respect, at least. Yeah, same. Kahit na, you, you won't say, na, oh, you're, you're, you're not supposed to say po. And, oh, but, yeah, but like, you should respect them as a person. Respect That's true. them as human beings. Like, even children like i don't understand why people like uh to berate children yeah like I, just I because they're that. children so like, like you should respect you, them yeah like you should understand them more because they're children they are children right? yeah exactly so like, i don't understand those parents who like spank their kid because they like 
did something like, wrong or like <clears throat> for example like they broke a glass and then yeah. they would they would spank their children or like scold them they're like dude if you're older and you broke a glass you just be like oh damn it i gotta clean that yeah. I, I gotta clean that up now right you don't you don't exactly. you don't spank yourself you don't scold yourself you're just like oh i made a mistake time to yeah. clean up now like you should exactly. give that same patience and understanding to children because they are children they're bound to make even mistakes. more so exactly yeah. so but yeah i think those two you should always 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 see people with a certain level of respect and you know if if I think for me, the, the most important thing that people don't understand is um, moving away or like separating yourself from a situation or a person that mm-hmm. is not, that does not benefit you or is toxic to you is also a, a sign of respect. That's not true. To the, not, respect not yourself. Not only to them. Yeah. But also to yourself. Exactly. It's more of that. I really like that. I really like that ending to this episode. So thank you so much for being in this episode. For our listeners who would like to engage with you, do you want them to engage with you or not? It's okay. It's okay if you don't. It's okay. Are there any? No, okay. Is there anything you want to plug right now? Nothing. Goodbye. Really, not even like maybe a business or something. You know. As of, as of right now, nothing. But you should follow me on IG just in case. It's okay. just Bea Xiao 15. Bea Xiao 15. For those of yeah. you who are listening, I will put her um, Instagram on the episode description of the show so that you don't have a hard time following her. But yeah, thank you so much for being an episode guest for this podcast. I'm really grateful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And that's it. Say goodbye, Bea. Bye. You've been listening to Anything and Everything with Stephen Argente. My guest this week was Bea Xiao, and you can find her Instagram on the episode description of the show. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Sagargente. Our theme music is Anything Under the Moon by Alephon, and you can find him on Bandcamp at alephon.bandcamp.com and Alephon on Spotify. If you enjoyed this episode, then please tell your friends and why not subscribe? We have more content for you, so stay tuned and see you soon. <laughs>